those impacts that can happen in the, internally and externally really dictated on the leadership. And so when I think of leadership, I believe leadership is an example of love, trust, and grace. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. Good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to We're Only Human for the new year. I hope you are looking forward to some incredible conversations, some amazing content as well. I know that I am. I'm Ben Eubanks. I'll be the host for the show, as always. I actually am so excited because we've just made some changes at Lighthouse, where I spend most of my days, as you probably know. And George Rogers, who you may have run across in HR Summer School, some of the other events and things that we run, he's been a co-host with me. He's been a participant with me, leading, guiding, supporting the community for years now. And he's now coming alongside me at Lighthouse, working with me in the analyst capacity, doing research in the areas of culture, DEI, leadership, performance, all those kinds of things. That's where his heart is. That's where his focus is. He has this tremendous wealth of operational experience. And so today's episode is going to be a replay of a conversation he and I had back at our recent event, the State of DEI&B. And if you missed that, you can get a link in the comments for the episode and go and listen into that, hear the entire session. But George and I had a conversation there around some of the new research we've been doing around belonging at work. We have some data. We have some insights on how to measure that, what it looks like, what sort of things are factored into it, and most importantly, what the outcomes are. When we create a workplace where people feel like they belong, where they feel like they're connected, where they feel like they are appreciated and respected, there are real outcomes and impacts from that. So in the conversation today, you'll hear from George some of that data, such as how often someone who belongs feels like they want to quit their job compared to those who don't feel like they belong, as well as their intent and their focus on recommending their employer as a great place to work if they feel like they belong versus those that don't. In a world where we're thinking about at all times, right, hiring, retention, those are always going to be things that we are concerned with to some degree. This belonging piece has some really interesting components there, and I won't spoil it for George. I'll let him share those numbers with you in a little bit. I'm so excited to have him alongside me again, as I said, and I'm looking forward to an amazing year here on the show as one of the many, many things that I have my hands in. Appreciate you listening in. I always love when someone reaches out, shares on on LinkedIn and elsewhere the podcast that they love, and somehow this podcast ends up on there. I'm so thankful for that. I try to have conversations that I think you would want to have with these amazing leaders and speakers that I interact with, and today is no different. So thank you, as always, for listening in. hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. George and I are so glad that you're here with us on this amazing event we've been putting together today for you around the state of diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, what's new, what's next. We've been talking about some of the things, hearing from some other leaders about what they're seeing, hearing about some of the tools that we can use as employers to create more support for our people. And it's been so incredible for me to have a front row seat to this. And I know for those of you who are summer school alumni, you know that George and I do a lot of stuff together, but I haven't had a chance to have him on as a guest to treat him like one of our other speakers. He and I usually do some free flow and stuff. So I want to give him a chance to really speak from his heart, to share some things with us in this conversation. And 
I'm going to treat him like any other speaker as we go through this. So not like a, the best friend that he is. So George, glad you're here with us. Thank you so much, Ben. It's a great pleasure as always to be with you, my friend, my brother, and also to be with all those out there virtually, some of our HR alumni, HR summer school alumni, and all our new faces, our new friends that are here today. We had a wonderful group of uh, speakers that we're excited about and obviously passionate topics that we'll uh, we'll get into today. So appreciate it as always. Absolutely. You and I actually did an event two years ago, if you remember, which seems like a thousand years ago now, but it was one of the first times we actually worked closely together and we did work with our friend Leslie over at People Strategy did this anti-racism forum, right? And had these incredible speakers coming through. And so I've had people ever since then saying, hey, would you do something else on that front? Would you bring that conversation back? And so this is my best attempt to do that. And I was so excited to, to have a chance to do this with you. And again, you get to be my co-host, but also get to be a panelist today. So before we dive into some of the fun stuff we're going to talk about and hear from you about some of the things that are on your heart, would you give the audience a bit more about who you are and what you do? Because I don't know that all of them know the breadth and depth of George Rogers. Of course, I'm George Rogers, obviously. I am very passionate towards growing leadership and culture within the workplace and obviously um, tying that into how it affects the DNI and belonging space as well. So I'm very passionate about that, obviously, on the team with the good friend Ben Eubanks at Lighthouse Research and Advisory and excited about that partnership as the chief culture officer there. And so other things that I do, obviously, behind me, these are actually live shoes. I do like to purchase shoes as part of my mental, I blame it on that. People as it just gives me satisfaction, relaxes, it relaxes my mind, it gives me a little peace. And every shoe has a story. I get to wear shoes and, and allow people to walk in my shoes in a sense with the stories that each one shares with me. Excellent. Yeah, you're an incredible speaker. And I was talking to someone yesterday, actually, I was telling you, I was actually in Dallas yesterday talking to someone and they said they heard George telling his shoe stories. Right? You do a speech called In My Shoes. And so you didn't mention it, but you're a speaker. And at some point in the future, you're going to be an author. I know you're working on that manuscript. Yep. And so there's some great stuff to come from you. And I can't wait to see all of those things. I'm so excited for that. So what I was hoping to do today is I want to quiz you a bit on the intersection of DEI culture and leadership, because usually when I hear someone talking about DEI, sometimes they'll bring in culture as a part of this. Sometimes they'll talk about the importance of leadership in the bigger conversation, but you do it in a way that kind of connects all those dots together for me in a way that's really powerful. So I have an open question for you. So I guess to start off with, where do you see this conversation about DEI, what's happening in that space and how employers are supporting their people? How does that connect to the culture piece of that? Yeah, I think the root of it, Ben, in all honesty, it starts when you talk about DNI, you talk about culture. The root of it really to me starts within leadership. And so as we talk about those things, we can talk about DNI and, and B and belonging in that space. We can talk about culture, but really those two assets and powerful impacts that can happen in the, internally and externally is really dictated on the leadership. And so when I think of leadership, I think leadership, and I believe leadership is an example of love, trust, and grace. And so that's my definition. We have great leaders, the John Maxwell, that says leadership is influence. And I believe that. And I believe we influence people by showing them love, grace, and that trust. And then as you think about leadership, and I, as I speak on leadership, I believe leadership really starts with then self-leadership, because a lot of times we've heard words such as programs in the DNI space. And I 
truly believe we don't need another program or system in place in our workplaces. We need people who live a lifestyle that is simply who they are. And so when I think about those three tiers, D and I and B, culture and leadership, I believe the foundation is really within leadership because that's the foundation of your stakeholders. The leaders dictate really how high, how wide things can go, the flow of those things. And so when it comes to that, I believe leadership is the heartbeat of it. And then it becomes how well are we leading ourselves and that self-leadership and the influence that we do within ourselves so that we can then influence, impact those around us. I love you talking about grace and trust and says pieces of this, because when we think about leaders, sometimes we think about commanding, charismatic. You didn't use any of those words to talk about what leadership looks like, what great leadership looks like. And I love that because sometimes we get to this false sense of things where we see something Right, with the stereotype on TV of the leader that's commanding. And there was like, wow, I'm just in, in, in all of them. And so I'll follow them to the ends of the earth, whatever else. And the real truth is for most of us, and I would imagine for you as well, when you think about those leaders that you've had in the past that really had an impact on you, the ones that really influenced you deeply, it came from that place of giving you some grace when you need it, giving you that kick in the rear when you needed it, but also giving you some trust to say, I hired you, I believe in you, I want you to do your best. And I love that you bring those pieces into that leadership component of it, because sometimes I feel like we, we get the lenses on that we don't see that piece. And I think that's so important. Yeah, it is. I think, believe that life is a sum of how well we lead ourselves when we talk about those leadership things. And so it's really how we lead in ourselves and really we got to love ourselves. I know in the HR space, we've been preaching and I've been preaching for a long time. Let's put humanity back into HR, into the human. Let's really be human. And when I think about humanity, I think about those three characteristics. Those are the fundamental things that we need in our lives. We need love. We need that connection. Now, sure, there's many types of love. And there was a guardrails within the HR space and how well we educate the importance of what love, filial, brotherly love, and really been there for our people. I think it's it had become very crazy to me in a sense that we love what we do. We're passionate about the thing that we get to do. We love where we do it, our work or whoever the company is that you're working with. And we love who we do it with, but we don't share that connection of, man, I love you. And I want you to know that those words are so powerful uh, because you never know on the other side of the table, that employee, that team member, if they've ever connected, if they've ever felt like somebody cared enough about them. So as we talk about these words, grace and showing grace in a time that, that somebody may not deserve it, but they really need it in their life. And I want to show them grace and give them that opportunity to say, hey, here's a mistake. Here's a failure. Here's an opportunity, whatever it may be. I'm going to give you grace because I believe that you can get better. I believe that you can grow. I believe that you can elevate yourself and learn from whatever it may be. And then I trust you to do those simple things and I'll show you and lead you the way. I think those characteristics are so huge, man, because everybody needs that hope that somebody is there for them. And then you tie that into how we lead people, what that does for your culture, right? What that does for the workplace when they know that Ben cares for you and George may care for you or whoever's on the other side of this audience here to be able to say, hey, my name, your name right now, you care for somebody. And that team member knows that, hey, I can count on that person. It impacts your culture so huge because culture is what people believe and feel and how they behave most of the time. 
And so how are they, what do they believe when it comes to their leadership? How does that impact them from a mental standpoint? We've been talking about mental health and how that ties into belonging. When you have somebody that that is connected with somebody and they feel like somebody appreciates them, tying into that, we at Lighthouse Research, we have some data coming out on the psychological definition of belonging is I feel respected, I feel accepted, and I feel appreciated. When we have leaders who do those things, Ben, it allows them to be naturally who they are as an employee, as a team member. And in doing so, it raises the bar in a sense of belonging in that workplace. It's some of the stats that I really love um, when it comes to a great leadership, Ben, and an employee that says, you know what, I feel like I am appreciated and respected and I'm trusted by my leader, four times less likely to have faced mental health decline this year when they feel like they're connected to somebody when they feel like they leader loves trust and shows them grace they feel appreciated those things tie in so much and it gives them that sense of belonging and i want to be here that gets me because there's a company i ran across recently it's based in canada and they actually have a head of diversity equity inclusion and well-being Workforce thing, and there they share that title. She has both titles because she said this; these aren't distinct and separate. And as you just shared there, that stat, how you feel, how you're connected or not, or disconnected from your company, affects your mental well-being. It affects your physical health. It creates more stress for you if you feel like you're going to this place that you're alienated or you're not around people that that love you and appreciate support. That's that is so powerful. And I'm glad you brought the research up because that's one of the things I wanted to give you a chance to tap on just a little bit because. For all of you that are listening out there, you've heard, again, some stories and things today. One of the things we do at Lighthouse is really focus on the research and trying to understand what's happening and trying to understand what the workforce needs from us as talent leaders, as HR leaders, as business leaders. What do they need from us to help do that? And George, you said a minute ago, it's not just a program. We can't just check the box and say, okay, we're good there. Let's move on. Because we see time and time again in our research, even in the mental health side, where someone says, okay, we put this thing in place, but then the workforce didn't see any benefit or they didn't feel like the things improved for them. And it can't just be that it has to be embedded in the culture in the decisions and the behaviors, as you were saying a minute ago. So this belonging thing is so powerful. What other things came out of that? I know I've already seen behind the curtain, but for the audience's benefit, what are some of the other positive outcomes when you have a workforce that feels like they really belong or really connected? What are some of the other outcomes that we see in the day? A couple of things that we saw, Ben, is that, as I mentioned, four times less likely to have faced mental health decline. That same person and those employees that have that high sense of belonging where they're connected and they're there, nine times more likely to say that their direct leader, manager, if you want to use that word, supports them. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you feel like you belong into the workplace based on this research, you feel like you're respected, you feel like you're accepted, and you feel like you're appreciated by your leader, you're nine times more likely to say, you know what, Ben was a huge part of why I feel the way I feel. And even in that, when you have somebody that is connected, they're two and a half times less likely to quit their job. They want to be there. They want to be around people. It's no longer about money. For a long period of time, it was like, I want to make the most money. I want to be belong and I want to get what I'm worth. Now, let's, you know, take it a step to the side. Money is important. You want to have your value there. But I believe what has happened since post-pandemic and because of the pandemic is allow a lot of people, individual employees and team members to find a sense of who they are. The worth is not just monetary, it's mental. 
Can I go work with somebody who appreciates me, respects me, and really accepts me for who I am and where I am? And if I find that, I, I want to stay. Sure, I can get more money, but can I get more money and great leadership like I have where I am right now? And so the importance of really having somebody who really respects you, appreciates you, and accepts you, and you feel a sense of belonging, you want to be there. You want to be there. That's important as well, Ben. Another one that they really stuck out to me is that five times more likely that team member that feels that sense of belonging, five times more likely are they to re recommend their employer. When we talk about retention, we talk about the data and we talk about best places to work and why do people want to come to your company versus yes. another competitor? Maybe the salary is a little bit low. Great leadership will impact you so much that you have internal marketing. When we talk about how do we get the word out, your best marketing for hiring is the person that's working on the inside. If they're talking about the company and how great it is, how wonderful their leaders is, it's going to make one want to have other friends and family members say, man, I want to be a part of that because you're coming home, you're not stressed, you're mentally right, and you're always talking about the leader who's making you better that's respecting you, that's accepting you, that's appreciating you. And that's important as well, Ben. Man, one of the things I love to do when I'm speaking is I talk about a leader that I worked, he didn't directly manage me, but I got to just be in his sphere of influence, we'll say, all these years ago. And I saw how he treated people and I saw how amazing it was, the transformation, even for people that were not making very much money in some cases. They're doing really hard and strenuous work. And yet he helped to bring the very best out of them. And so I love that you have wrapped into this lead, this leadership piece into it in this big in this bigger conversation around belonging, because you already had intuitively arrived at that as we started out earlier, right? On the culture, the leadership piece, bringing those things into it. But it excites me so much to see now that the data are really coming out to support that, to show, hey, guess what? It's really hard to feel like you belong if you've got a manager that doesn't respect you, yeah. that doesn't think that you should be there, that doesn't want to hear you speak up. Yeah. It seems so simple. It seems like table stakes. And for some of you out there, you're like, yeah, I knew this already. Guess what? Now there's some data to back it up. And I'm going to make sure and drop in the comments here a piece that we're having George work on that's going to share some of those findings, share some of those other stats and things with you. So you can bring that back to work with you for any of you that are trying to make the case for this. They're trying to talk about I know belonging feels like we could all should all just hold hands and sing kumbaya around the campfire, but there's actual business impacts as you were just talking about on recruiting or attention and so much more. So goodness, I'm so excited to have you out beating the drum for this, put, sharing the good word around belonging and all these kinds of things, George, I'm so excited that you're doing this. Um, if someone wants to learn more about the work that you're doing, what's the best way for them to figure out more? Sorry, I'll do that again. If someone wants to know more about the work you're doing, the research that you're speaking about, those kind of things these days, what's the best way for them to do that? Obviously, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm there. As far as the research goes, they can check out our website, lhra.io, and we can put that in the chat and put actual link. I'll do that as well for you as well. But yeah, LinkedIn and then lhra.io, that'll get you all the research and the data to connect with me personally. And uh, let's do good together and lead the life we love. Oh, goodness. Thank you again, my friend. I appreciate your being here with us and everybody else out there. I hope you got some great nuggets and ideas from George as always, some good one-liners, but also a good a couple of good data points and takeaways. Hey, I'll convert him over to being a data guy. Just give me a little bit of time. Thank you again, George. Appreciate you. <laughs> my pleasure, man. I had a great time. Appreciate you. 
thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I am honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com. 